No. Yeah, <laughs> Ben, if you could just keep quiet, that'd be yeah. great. If I can just interrupt the Lauren show for a minute. <laughs> okay. I knew you were burned by that. I'm like, Dan is going to get me back for that so hard. It's I mean, right. you were carrying on a bit. <laughs> Which is the standard. <laughs> it's because you had all those notes. <laughs> I thought I'd actually prepare for a change. Yeah. Yeah. And it came back it to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> we were just surprised. <laughs> I was like, Dan's got... A lot to say about <laughs> Like I'm this. posting. I better put in some effort. Uh, it's good. I've, we I've appreciate got no it. notes for this week. Oh, well. Neither do I. I've got, I've, I've got, I've got one does. note. I'm one not going to say what it we is. We know though. Sam doesn't, yeah. so hopefully Ben does. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've got you a full document. You already told me you were busy yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. We good? We good. Welcome to Here We Crow, the winner's circle. We are sitting in it. Is the lid off? The lid is a little bit off. The lid. <laughs> the no. I feel like the lid is like it's slipped off the edge and a little bit of steam's coming out of the pot. Yeah, maybe. Speaking um, of the lid, every t- ever since Roy Krukowski, the lid owner for Port Power, came here, yeah, um, right. things have been going well for us. They have. Yeah. Thanks, Roman. Uh, welcome to Here We Crow. My name's Lauren. Uh, Sam, hello. Hello, Lauren. Ben. Hi, Lauren. Hello. Dan. Hello. And a big welcome uh, to our very special guest host tonight. He is well known around the Here We Crow traps. He is uh, one of our Carlton Nuffs. He is not alone anymore. He's Jetty's favourite. It's Jason Morris. Hello, Lauren. And Thanks is for it Morrison having me, everyone. Or Morris? Morrison. I wrote Morris because yeah, I forgot okay. the O N. So, the Jason Morrison, welcome. Thank you. It's only a couple of times in my life have I used the line, like the former Australian Prime Minister, because it felt very dirty to say. <laughs> Even the former. <laughs> well, so yeah, we don't want to go there. makes two of us. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right, I'm moving we'll, on. We'll, uh, leave, we'll leave that back. Yeah. And not, I'm not sure if it makes sense for most people listening. <laughs> I just realised. <laughs> yeah. uh, it'll take me five minutes. I, then. I, I very feel less ashamed about mine than yours. Yeah. Well, yeah. Morrison as well. <laughs> no, no, still on the same side. Still liberals. Uh, okay. Sorry, Lauren. Previous. Anyway, again. I thought, I thought Abbott was poorly treated. That, <laughs> it's very normal to eat an onion Ben, yeah, go in an onion, Ben. Uh, but before you do. It's not Abbott. <laughs> before you eat an onion, Ben, uh, we're at episode 51. Can you tell us uh, anything about the number 51, crows related, please, Ben? Yes, number 51. <laughs> Sorry, I did not. Smooth. <laughs> I only just clicked you were talking to me. Sorry. Um, well, big list, Randall Bone. Yes, Randall Bone. 92 to 93, two, 12 games, 13 goals kicked, still no brown lows. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Okay. Now, we've tried Short to list. get into contact with Sean Wren via LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram <laughs> for next week. If anyone does know Sean Wren and can put us in contact with him, we'd love to have him on the show next week. Highly unlikely, but... Uh, we all know he's number 52. Look, I can make things happen, Dan. I've made things happen this week, so it could happen. Uh, obviously, a huge episode. It is Gather Round, so we are celebrating. Uh, we're obviously going to review our huge win against Fremantle. We have a chat with the best number 39 we've ever had, Tommy Duday. Uh, Did we fact check that with Ben? It's Tommy Duday. <laughs> <laughs> we also have... Uh, 
we have Jason, obviously, a yeah. Carlton Nuff, but we have a very, very, very special guest Nuff tonight. And that Carlton Nuff is none other than Dave Hughes. Hughesy! We copped Hughesy. Can you believe it? Probably the biggest star we've had on this podcast, other Ooh, than Jetty. That needs to be fact checked <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Plus, Dog Act, Bargain Beer, and a brand new segment we're going to try out. But first, music. Gold rings. What beer have we got? Ben brought the beers tonight. Thank you, Ben. Uh, he brought along Goodison Brewery India Red Ale, Indian Red Ale. So Goodison is from Clarenvale. They've been around forever. We have um, had one of the Goodison beers before. Yeah. I think it was the Golden Ale maybe? I, th- I think so, yeah. 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 I just thought, you know, it's feeling a bit autumnal. Yes, it <laughs> is. The leaves, <laughs> leaves <laughs> are changing. <laughs> Get a bit of colour in the beer. Yeah. Yep, I like Felt it. Felt quite evocative of the occasion. Yeah, nice one, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, well, shut up now. This is my bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Goodison, uh, they're lovely people um, based down in McLaren Vale, like I said. Uh, Red Ale, classic beer. It's reasonably hefty, isn't it, this beer? I think 5.5%. Uh, nowhere near as quite as heavy as some of them we've had recently, I guess. Um, but I guess we'll discuss this a bit later on. Well, I've got uh, a bit of music, and this band has been around uh, nearly as long as the Crows. They uh, formed in 1992. They are not an indie band for the first time. What? It's a punk band. They've just released their 10th record, The Cup of Pestilence. You might rem- uh, recognise their music from our Dog Act um, segments. And Is that also known as the Showdown Cup? Well, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> yes, the cup of pestilence. Correct. Good one. Um, and it's 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 friends of rum. This song's called "Gone to the Dogs," which could also describe the price of food and drink at Adelaide Oval. right. Frenzel are still at the top of their game after all these years. Lauren? I love Frenzel. That's all I have to say. Excellent. Sam? Yeah, it was good. Good. Ben? Um, less my cup of tea, but tolerable. Excellent. That's good to hear. And uh, Jace, what are your thoughts? I love Frenzel, but I don't like you slagging off my work for all the free tickets <laughs> I've given you. <laughs> not um, not an unreasonably priced yeah. meat pies there. Not an unfair comment, but... <laughs> You want to get free tickets, then you shut your mouth. Let no. the record say show free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that's fair enough. Also, uh, beer selection there, big uh, big increase in the uh, the beer selection there this year, which is quite nice to see. Bit of stone and wood everywhere, which is yeah. nice. They've uh, done a bit of work on that. Little creatures. And that stuff. was nice. The little creatures. Yeah, the little creatures. Hazy lager. Mm. Good. Anyway, sorry, Lauren. That's okay. Um, I'm not going to pick a song tonight because the Crows have done it for us. Uh, the Crows <laughs> have released their list of goal celebration songs. Ooh. Um, I'll tell you what, it's a varied list. Um, we did briefly uh, discuss it last week because Ben and I were under the assumption that that's what was happening at the game and it has been confirmed mm. by the Crows. Um, so we obviously heard Isaac Rankin's Whoop There It Is, which um, I got it, like I said, I have the most respect for you, Isaac, for choosing that song. It is a banger. Um, you know, there's some pretty classic ones there. We were Rock Hughes, Jake Salee goes, um, James Borlay's Blue Monday New Order. Yeah. Don't he, mind it. He's never going to kick a goal. He never will. Um, <laughs> but when that plays. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rory Laird, We Found Love, Rihanna. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to play you a song. It's actually a favourite song of mine. I want Cena you one. guys to guess which crow <laughs> which crow has chosen the Cannon crow. this song. Oh. 
song it's Vanessa Carlton a thousand miles who's picked that as their goal song Sam no I've got no idea you know you don't want to have a guess no no Ben <laughs> Ben you got you got got a guess um no I can't remember either actually I'll I'll throw out McHenry no Dan I, I had a look at the list and I can't for the life of me remember seeing that on there oh but this um, is failing miserably is it Matt Crouch no it's Brody Smith oh. <laughs> For some reason, Tex just jumped into my head, like <laughs> having a cheeky smile on his face with that bit. We would have heard it more uh, before. He's got sex on fire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tex exactly. is on fire. Check, um, check the, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Brody, love the selection. Not sure if you're ever going to kick a goal this season, but uh, for oh, your sake, right. I hope I hope we see it. I think a sign for the crowd that, that like, get behind hearing that, you know, just a yeah picture of... There's going to be a lot of piano solos, yeah. air piano solos happening in the crowd, I feel. It, has, it hasn't happened by round 24. Like, you've just got to start a crowd. Yeah. yeah. You know, just to sing along. Like, yeah. a, like a Ben Rutten final game. Yeah, goal. Brody's just going to do one of his run past 50 yeah. metre goals. Talk from 65 yeah. goes through. Get us a whopper goal and a thousand miles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I thought it was a fair effort from uh, Luke Nankervis as well. He went with Dumb Things. Yeah, that's good track. Because he is the player who missed his email to get into training <laughs> for, to be drafted and that's why we got him <laughs> the, I think the, so one su- the one surprising track we did get oh, to hear on the weekend was Miller's. Uh, he came out of nowhere and snapped that, that little check side and we heard Life is a Highway, yeah. which was great. Brilliant. See, that's the level I think if I, I was playing that I'd want to go with because you look at the guys in Brisbane, um, Charlie Cameron and – Oh, that's brilliant. Like it's one that now I hear a lot, and the crowd, it's it's it will become parallel with say never tear us apart by Port. It'll just become so synonymous of hearing it at a Brisbane game. Yeah, that will be like it'll become part of the the fabric. F- the fabric. The fabric. Do you have a goal celebration song, Sam? Did we talk about this already? Mm, no. I'm just concerned we're going to just get over Neil Diamond with the amount of goals that Rob's going to kick this year. <laughs> <laughs> what would be yours, Dan? Uh, I. It's a bit of a probably obscure one for most of our listeners, but TV on the radio, um, Wolf Like oh, Me would yeah. be mine. Oh, yeah. That is a good selection. Pop it actually. up on the thing. Yeah. I reckon I'd go Born Slippy. Yeah. You mentioned Laga, laga, Tough punk. Continue. <laughs> if you want to know what's in the spring, get into Rowan Jarman. I really like the noodle sign that Hawthorne held up <laughs> yesterday. Yes. What was that about? I missed the story. Uh, it was a type of wet weather play that they had organised. Oh, pre-game. I thought it meant two minutes. Yeah, except <laughs> that could have been six and a half minutes to go in the quarter when he raised it. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I was driving, I don't know whether this is a good or a bad thing, but I was driving down Goodwood Road to work early last Wednesday, listening to the podcast at the time. And I looked over to my left and there was a lady in a car eating out of a giant bag of chips at about 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention it because shout out to that lady. <laughs> what kind <laughs> of chips? They, 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 I wanted to say they were Sandboy chips. They look like, remember Sandboy chips? They yeah. had that really light green look to them. The chicken Didn't ones. get around the oh, red yeah. rocks like Matt the other day. <laughs> he, loves, <laughs> he can't help himself when he's there, Matt. <laughs> uh, and... I just want to give a shout out. Someone mentioned to me today about Darren Burgess again, and we haven't heard much about him recently, just in the last few weeks, but 
uh, they were just talking him up and just saying how later in games the Crows are looking so much more composed and whether that's got something to do with the fitness. So I was like, I'm going to throw that in my goods. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the other thing we're noticing is our players are standing up in tackles now. We used to just get flung with the ball or mm-hmm. taken, whereas now they, they've got the strength to stand in a tackle, which is a really good sign. Yeah, that and not afraid to just like stay holding the ball when someone's bearing down on them, which, yeah, is Their great to see. Their technique has improved a lot too with the one-arm pin, bring them to ground. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Mm. Footwear sacrificed at half price and equipment slashed to half price. Rowan Jarman's huge half price sale. Don't miss it. I thought Channel 7 had gotten rid of Lingy. <laughs> I heard him twice on the weekend. God, that guy sucks. Yeah. He's he is bad. the worst commentator. He was doing the port game, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah and he was, on the, he was on the Monday one too. God, he is just awful. I don't understand. I thought, I thought they ditched him. Yeah. But now he's back with a vengeance. Um, how good's the arc? Anyone see the games this week with the arc? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I nice. love an arc. <laughs> I learned, I was learning a bit of Auslan, and it's not, it's relevant to the arc, but the sign <laughs> that they do for the cricket in particular, uh, now I've said it, it's, it's like it means something completely opposite to what you do in the cricket. And oh. my brain has now forgotten that piece of information. <laughs> I came in hot. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Sorry, what everyone. What is the arc? The arc is the, the goal review uh, system. So like where they oh, go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, have uh, they done something to it? Well, no. It just takes so damn long, and they're just sitting there watching yeah. the same replay over oh, and over. Oh yeah. And well, got- I found at the game when we had those couple of score reviews, I couldn't see anything on nah. the screen. Like I don't know why you're showing that. I, no one can see it. Yeah. And then they play a game up at the Gold Coast, and they've got one like for like from the grandstand, and they're trying to pick it from there. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Would you also give a special mention for the camera at, C- at the SCG <gasps> that is always at big moments someone jumps up in front of? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same end. The same. <laughs> I've got I've got big beef with SCG in, in the camera angles because wherever the platform is, wherever the stand sits in the platform, it's horrible to watch the view that say at the G or yeah. Adelaide Oval or most have a good top-down view. It's too low. It's too low. It's yeah. too close. The other thing, and this is – I actually even wrote this down because it's a real bugbear and I hopefully I don't derail the podcast too much. <laughs> it's, it's almost a conspiracy theory that part of the reason that fans hate players and hate circumstances so much is because the camera angles to try and capture it – Suck. <laughs> I was about to drop an F bomb, but I'll just it's okay. You, you know, Lauren will because <laughs> Lauren, how far are we away? A meter. Yeah. If I'm running this far on the broadcast side from mm. you, am I going to let jump out to tackle you? Chances are no. You're a slightly well, I bit hope far. Not. Well, if we if you had the ball and you're running towards <laughs> it, it's you know. not that type of podcast. <laughs> just save that for the after hours version. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I'm probably not going to jump from a metre and a half away if you're slightly faster than me. But the camera angle will make it look so much shallower. Mm. Oh, X, Y, Z's not trying. They should have let – like – Yeah, no, it, I get what you're saying. How, yeah. how many times have we got angry at a player for that? It's very it's, hard it's, to tell. I think that's what everyone has to remember. You can't really see. It's yeah. pretty fair when it's Jason Horn Francis. They're setting us up to fail. They're setting the fans up to fail and they want people to punch on with their mates. Yeah, they want people enraged. In addition to Lingy, Channel 7 coverage, every tackle is a potential suspension these mm-hmm. days. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so getting tiresome. a bit tiring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Uh, also, and I think the worst thing was um, Dimmer being asked about Lynch in the <laughs> after-match press conference and just doing his usual absolute whinge sort of slap back at the uh, – at a very reasonable question, I would mm. have thought. Um, 
He's such a sook. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's funny how, you know, a bit of a, a bad loss and he likes to distract you with some other mm. information. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of the grumpy cat, rest in peace. Mm. Like the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they lose, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yeah. the Scott he's, Brothers? <laughs> he's looking yeah. old too. He's mm. not looking anywhere near as crisp as what he was during that. Yeah. Like peak Richmond. Yeah, we don't talk about that. He's no daddy. <laughs> and I have one more. The yeah. uh, the whinging over the uh, games being sent back to Melbourne because they're <laughs> too big for Adelaide now. That, uh, that's oh, just so my God. I was got to say, I really enjoyed the um, suggestion <laughs> that uh, the AFL reimburse all of the travellers for mm. their accommodation and flights if they move the game to the MCG. Because that's going to make a isn't it? It's going to um, save some money. Yes, that's <laughs> definitely one that, what the AFL want to do in this case. Uh, they're definitely not going to lose more money than they would make moving mm. it to the MCG. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Idiots. Well, Look forward to every future gather around being in Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought the games were going to be really dull this week uh, when the when they first got released and yeah. all of a sudden just because St Kilda's actually doing something. Yeah, we've everyone. got... I'm um, going. I'm upset. going to the Pies and Saints game. All I'm of the excited. top four teams are playing each other. Like, yeah. That's good. Yeah. You guys top four? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> not yet. You won't be after Thursday, regardless of whether you win or not. Uh, like, that's not a dig. That's like... Uh, we. No, 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 but yeah. Sorry, that wasn't Keep your eyes peeled, Kilda. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does make it impossible for all the top fours to play each other if... No, you know what I mean. Like, there's... <laughs> Two games. With well, I thought I knew what you meant, but I'm now, I'm now Sorry, questioning Where myself. is this going? Oh, my God. Rain right. it in, boys. Yeah. Rain it in. I was saying that our game, leave Carlton, hanging Adelaide, was been one of the better games of the round, and now oh, yeah. it still be great, but it's kind of been surpassed by No, I allegedly. think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we're a top four side, uh, according to Dan. Actually, it's top five. But yeah. Look, this okay. is, it's, a prime game. it's a prime game for Carlton to lose. Crows don't really get to play Thursday nights ever. Yeah. Mm. They're going to be playing in front of 50,000, which rarely happens. Good game for both teams, Jason. We've yeah. we've never won. I think I might have said this last time. We've never won at Adelaide Oval. Um, the last game we won was against Port Adelaide, last game at Footy Park. Mm-hmm. And Fev came out and said g'day. The year that Essendon <laughs> got kicked out of the finals, uh, which is another great year in my life. <laughs> but Briggs's auntie cursed Carlton uh, because of um, – John Elliott being a piece of shit. <laughs> I remember this red. Yeah. Okay, I did say it last time. I yeah. thought so. So I won't go into it again. But uh, I believe this, the Sandfuls cursed us as well because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I went into this far because we, besides St Kilda, we're the only team to have not won a grand final since the two Adelaide clubs in since basically since Crows won a grand final. Their first one was at '97. Yep. We're the only. Team with St Kilda that haven't won a grand final since. Right. The Carlton Curse. It's because we had so many South Australians. And Keep it like, rolling. Okay. Yeah. Dangerfield looks like he's out And let's talk about the game. Uh, Adelaide Crows beat Fremantle. Don't have the scores on hand because I'm disorganised. Uh, but we won by a significant amount. Um, it was a very good game. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Dan, Sam and I were in attendance. Ben was not. Where was Ben? Oh, where, where else would I be? But Strath Alvin. <laughs> I took your place. I was there. Hanging <laughs> down at Strath. Anyway, uh, I feel like this was the game where we really saw the Crows click and what we can achieve as a club. I took no notes because I was at the game and then I watched the replay in the bath without a pen. <laughs> um, all I'm going to say is that when I watched the replay, I thought this is a work of art. Do no. you agree? <laughs> can I just say, Lauren, um, just a theme that we've got later in the show. Yes. We won by 39. Oh, wow. Oh. 
omens. Yeah. Uh, boys, what did you think? Yeah, it was good. I think. I was really. I think we. I think we're all pretty excited that we've won a couple of games and the and the team's looking good. Uh, I think a, a reasonable amount of perspective needs to be put on it. Oh, he. No, 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 no. All right, stop. I'm stopping there. Hang on. <laughs> it was great. I was. Go- I was going to come back to that. That's all right. I was just prefacing my positivity. I was. Be- I was just prefacing it's a my reverse, positivity. It's a I reverse. don't want to hear negatives now. It's I a reverse shit I want to sandwich. Talk positives. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> negative positive. All right, all right. I'll be positive. Tell me your positives. We'll get to the negatives a bit later. All Come right. on, positives first. Positives. Yeah. We weren't losing that match after the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Frio were terrible, and we were a lot better than them. Um, I think the midfield is a is just getting on to- like just just cut like breaking even. I think mm-hmm. just getting where we need to be. Forward line looks excellent. Um, yes. Filthy running around the ground looks excellent. Uh, Rob was awful this week again, but uh, we. Managed to get around that somehow. Yeah. Um, I love the the non-reliance on Rory Laird again, even though he was fine this week. He, we don't rely on him in the midfield anymore. Our, our defensive line just – like the defensive line names, if you went and asked – maybe not Jason because he's a fair foot enough, but uh, like just a random fan, they wouldn't be able to name you two players in our defensive line, uh, yet they're just standing up against what was you know, considered a pretty decent forward line last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just – it's great to see. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, wide. Wide. It was a busy weekend. Um, <laughs> solid team wide across the board <laughs> performance. Sorry. Uh, uh, anything else? <laughs> anyway, um, solid across I think the board. It was the sort of thing. Oh, solid across the board. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of game where you, it's hard to really pick out, and you know, well, Sam obviously has, but hard to pick out a really bad performance. Apparently, Rob, but <laughs> um, but it was the sort of game where it shows how we can have players that are sort of on the fringe um, coming in and making a good con- contribution, and mm-hmm. I think it sort of shows when you're playing well, it brings it along your, your lower level players, and they all look like they're doing pretty well, like. Times last year when you've had Murphy and McHenry and a lot of the responsibilities on them, mm. they can't finish it off. But if they're there as more of a supporting role, they actually play quite a useful part of the game. Yeah. Dan, your thoughts? Yeah, I uh, agree with everything that's been said. I made some comments on the Even back. my random wide. Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Especially wide, um, which was like, the, you know, the view that I had at the ground. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've just made notes that those guys you mentioned that, you know, probably much maligned previously, Chase Jones, uh, Ned McHenry, and not so much maligned, but Jake Saligo, all had above uh, 20 disposals, which was huge um, for those guys. Like, they've been... Uh, often criticised for not being able to get enough of the ball. So especially Chase and Ned to see them get over 20 possessions um, in a, or possessals, as you'd say, Ben, um, in mm-hmm. a game like that. Um, it was really good to see. And I just hope that it, they build on that. It's going to be some tough selection calls this week um, with a fair few guys ready to go. McAdam, Peddler, maybe Fogarty. 
um, yeah, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later, can I you, think. Can everyone just give me a sec? I need to disconnect Jason's um, mic uh, because uh, he's got some positive news for Carlton and we don't want to hear it. So. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to talk about the Frio game. I've got notes from the Frio game. I'll, we'll talk about the Carlton game when we get there. Yeah. Um, couple I was, of, I was there. Just and so I was, everyone knows I'm talking about Harry McKay got off. Of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. Shock horror. <laughs> I've got a couple of highlights for me were uh, Jake's Lego's uh, goal and... And, um, his also, mullet. Well, his mullet <laughs> is glorious like, at the moment. I hadn't it seen it in beautiful. person and it's just... It's, it's stunning. It's like, I'm trying to think of a horse that would have a similar... Yes. Like, it's, it's been coloured, hasn't it? Like yes. he's put some... He's put yes. something it's through. By the sun, according to him. Oh, yeah, yeah right. He's been lying out <laughs> like... Down at uh, what's the beach down the way? The down the old West Lakes, down the Henry sure. Beach. I was thinking of the nudist beach down the way. But oh, like, Madeline's. Oh, Madeline's. Madeline's. He's been hanging out at Madeline's, getting the sun on, getting the yeah. tan on, and <laughs> no, I enjoyed his goal, and uh, I didn't mind the old tap on the umpire's shoulder. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. Obviously, got a fine for that, but um, we can't have it. It was completely innocent, but it was. He should. He obviously shouldn't do it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought. <laughs> I thought that was like. I just, you know, that is just his youth footy coming straight yeah, back yeah. in. You know, just going how you know how yeah. about that, mate? I mean, tapping the umpire's just as okay of seeing someone in the head now according to the <laughs> tribunal. Uh, also absolutely loved that Isaac Rankin is just making the Adelaide Oval inside 50 his yeah. his turf. Yeah. Um, kicked a snag from Eddie's pocket. Uh, yeah. Um, it'll always be Eddie's but did, Isaac's name's did uh, you hear scrolled Eddie's over the comment, top. Eddie's comment on it? <laughs> yeah, I think he good. needs to get, is it three or four uh, goals of the year from yeah. that spot? <laughs> as a big Eddie fan I'm like I back you Rankin and I backed you since day dot but just just like he knows he's he knows he's in the shadow. <laughs> he's he in knows, the shadow, but you're knows. still like it's still long shadow. Yeah, Just, it sure is. But yeah. the the, it, the rocky celebration back it. I was right in front yeah. of where we were, and I'm just so like. Good. And how nice is it just being at the footy with some just people being positive around us? Like everyone was just having a good time. We, did, yeah, we didn't no, get it was, we, it was great. We got a bit of that last year, but um, I don't know. It feels like a bit of momentum or something happening at the moment. It's nice. I think you know. I you said that we were winning the game twenty minutes in, Sam, and. You know, I just had that old feeling that we hadn't felt for a while. Yeah. I was just like, we're going to win this. Yeah. And no, I, I, don't don't, I feel pretty positive about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, I, what I, mean? I whispered to Lauren at half time, I actually tipped us this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just felt good. And um, it's just so good to see things working and functioning, obviously how they are, they are meant to. Mm. Our scoring shots, we are like second in terms of scoring shots um, to Collingwood at the moment. So... Seeing those stats is pretty impressive. Well, speaking of stats, Lauren. Give uh, us some, Ben. So, again, we're winning more disposal. And, again, this week we had a higher disposal efficiency, which wasn't happening much at all last year. Mm. The other big change is last year we were ranked 12th for scoring efficiency at about 46%. This year we are first at 56%. So... We uh, So many games last year we would win the forward 50s and lose the game, whereas this year we're doing the opposite. We've switched it around and that's much more enjoyable to watch. Awesome. Uh, clearance is, is still a struggle for us though, particularly centre clearance lost again, 7 to 12. Around the ground lost 28 to 32, so less significant. But our centre clearance structure is still a weakness of ours. I don't know if we're just giving that up, but... Um, at, at times that that can really come back and bite you, particularly when teams get a run on. I'm excited. Uh, you can say your negative thing now, Sam. 
Was oh, it just about Rob or? Oh, no, no. Um, I just think we need to also keep things in a little bit of perspective. We have uh, won the showdown, which is historically a 50-50 style match mm-hmm. um, in a game that they were under a lot of pressure as well. And also Frio, who look absolutely horrendous. So I just wanted to put that little proviso on it that I think this week's game is huge. Oh, yeah. this week is huge, yes. Yeah. It is. This is... I think we said at the start of the season before we played, it was going to be the first three games that kind of show we where we're at as a team. Yeah. And, you know, we lost pretty badly in round one, but round, you know, against Richmond, yeah. we kind of showed a little bit. Yeah. We showed it against Port, now we showed it against Frio. So, yeah. you know, maybe it is th- it is this week that yeah. is really going to show what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. And it is whether or not we can keep up the momentum, which we don't really have a good reputation of doing. So, yeah. fingers yes. crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's do some player votes. Dan, who you got? Oh, I've got to put my cans back on. Hold on a second. Um, For three votes, I went with the captain. He had a great captain's knock. 27 disposals, 86% time on ground, a goal, six intercept possessions. Um, Great all-round game by Jordan Dawson. Uh, I gave two to Max Michelini. I thought he he's just growing every game. 10 intercept possessions, 75% efficiency. 16 disposals, five marks. He's outperformed every opponent he's had and kept them all below 10 disposals in the first four games. Boy, I've got some stats on that. Do you just want to hear them real quick? No. Uh, thanks to Ethan <laughs> Meldrum. Forget I asked Dan. Uh, he kept Peatling to four disposals, zero goals. Bolton to five disposals, one goal. Rioli, five disposals, zero goals. And Walters, five disposals, zero goals. Yeah. Impressive. So, so who does that put him on this week? Don't know, but he gets um, two Kerno. votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he normally maybe. gets a smaller forward, so yeah. um, maybe like uh, Motlop or something. I don't know where he's playing at the moment, but uh, we'll go. We'll defer to Jason at some point. Jason, who do you think Max Michelini will stand? Who's your small? Uh, always is out. So um. Motlop's had a good start to the year, so it could be him. It could be. Um, and again, my brain has just lost out, but the South Australian um, Durden yep. as well. Right. Those two are like little flies buzzing around. Well, we'll um, see. Two we'll, young mates, so it could be. We'll see what happens. It, yeah, either one, they're going to have a shit game, and Max McLean is going to get his own disposal off the end of it, <laughs> which is what he's been doing. And I gave one vote to Joshua Rochelle or Rachele. Um, seven score involvements, uh, 20 possessions, which is great for him as well, and three goals won. Excellent. Sam. Gave three to Dawson mm-hmm. for all the reasons that Dan said. I uh, gave two to Rankin. Uh, which is obviously a little bit of a shake-up. Um, I rated his game again. Uh, it's going to be – we're going to be rating him quite harshly, I think, but still sneaking him in the votes with that sort of game. Uh, yep. Bunch of goals, bunch of possessions, and just love what he brings to the side. And I gave one vote to Murray. He's just – He just keeps performing this year. Yeah, he's really impressive. Yeah, just went from a defender that, you know, we all slagged off a fair bit last year as maybe not up to AFL standard, and he's just turned it around massively this year. So mm-hmm. it's fantastic to see. Awesome. Well, I gave three to Dawson as well. Um, like Dan said, 27 disposals at 96.3 efficiency. <laughs> Whatever. Also 598 metres gained. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, two votes for Jake Sligo. Uh, 21 disposals at 81% efficiency, 15 pressure acts, seven marks plus two goals. Pretty nifty. Um, and I gave one vote to Ned McHenry. Ooh. Thought he was pretty solid. Twenty-two disposals, ten score involvements, and uh, seven inside fifties, and like a couple of goal assists there as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he pretty much made the team because Peddler's been pushed out. 
going to be pretty hard to bring him out of the team, I think. I don't know. It's going to be a tough, tough choice. Yeah, it'll be a tough choice. I the thing with McHenry is he's had those games. That might have been his best performance, maybe. I think um, it was. He's yeah. he's had performances like that before, but they've always been surrounded by garbage. So we just mm. need to hope that he can. I think consistency is his biggest issue. Yeah. But with a better side, with a better team around him, maybe that's who he becomes. I mean, a bit like Chase. <clears throat> yeah, and he, he's got the uh, you know encouragement now. Like he's been pushed out of the side for yeah. a younger teammate. Yep. You know, that's only going to push him more. Mm-hmm. Ben, who you got? Uh, so, same as you guys for Dawson, number one, making three. Uh, Rankin, I went with same as Sam with, yeah, the three goals, but five tackles, nine score involvements, nine contested possessions, very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think indicative of just how much of a team effort I've gone a different player for th- for one vote with Phil Thorpe. Yep. Mm. Rob, uh, Rob, you're not Rob, you're Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam said... Wow. He is definitely no, not Rob. How, how, how did we um, you know, cope with Rob having a bad game? Mm. I think basically it was Thilthorpe taking his contested marks. He took five around the ground and when he takes a mark, he takes it and then he's really quick and creative with his disposal and skillful with his disposal. So <laughs> it's, it's very different. It, it's like getting a contested mark and then building a fast transition as opposed to going back to the mark, hoping for a handball off or just down the line. So it, I think that was really important to our overall play, so that's why I gave him one. Um, but there's stacks of unlucky people not to mm-hmm. get votes this week. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Tyson Edwards. You're such a quiet, quiet achiever. Um, I'll go first. Uh, my Tyson Edwards quiet achiever was Max Michelani. Um, For all the reasons you guys gave me a vote for. Yeah. Very solid game. Um, yeah. Oh, just give him the rising star already. Surely this is the week. Nah. Nah, Machito. Machito. No, like he's – we know he didn't get it this player. week, but I mean <laughs> this week. <laughs> I know he didn't get it this week. I mean this coming week. Oh, He will up. get it. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Okay. Has that been announced? Did Mitch Owens actually get yes, it? Yes, he oh, did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, who have you got, Sam? I went for Chase Jones. Yes. Not so quiet, but – Do you know what? I love that Chase Jones has – grown from noddy to <laughs> literal assault weapon. Yeah, yes. Like what a what a growth spurt. Yeah. I've loved watching it. Yeah. Good journey. Yeah, it's and it's fun watching him at the ground too because you feel, you sort of feel like you just want him to do well, not even just from a crow's perspective. I think just I don't know, he's always he's had that. He's, he's always been the whipping boy, he hasn't has, he? Yeah. 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 Uh, but he has he looks like he's got the talent. He's definitely got um He's definitely got the want. It's mm. just uh, we haven't been able to see it in a team that's sort of maybe performing around him. So, yeah, yeah good times ahead, I think. Love it. Ben, who you got? Um, unlucky was Murray. I thought he was right up there for it, but I've gone with McHenry. No goals, but most score involvements on the team. So yep. that's kind of, yeah, quiet. Set it up for everyone else. That's it. Dan? Uh, I also went same as Sam with Chase Jones. Um, love what he's brought to the team since coming on as the sub against Port. Um, yeah, really taking his opportunity. Well, like we said earlier, it really was a team effort and I had many players on my list of who could potentially be a quiet achiever. Really loved Sloan's game again. Mm. Um, filthy Isaac, even Tex, kicked four goals. Couldn't stick a mark, but still <laughs> put it between the sticks this week, which was great. We've I don't know, feeling pretty po- pretty positive. We've used the sub really well this year so far. Thilthorpe um, was the sub there one one game, came in the next week and dominated, and uh, we did the same with Chase Jones. So mm-hmm. hopefully that continues. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, Hazard wasn't too bad as a sub either. I thought he yeah. did all right. Yeah. Don't yeah, mind was- it. Good on you, Crowies. <laughs> <laughs> feeling good. There's <laughs> too much positivity. I don't like it. <laughs> 
This crow needs absolutely no introduction. He's an icon of the pod, a movie lover, NFL nut, and average at fantasy. He's my BFF. He doesn't know that. Uh, and he's Dan's favourite player. <laughs> he's our number 39 and our new Scorpion King. He is Tommy Duday. Welcome to Harry Crow, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Very excited. You sound it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Tommy, it's really nice to have you. Uh, you are one of our favourites on the pod. Uh, yes. We talk about you often. Uh, you're one of my favourite people because you introduced me to um, a few of the Crows players one night at your Christmas party um, <laughs> yep. and you introduced me to Matthew Nix and after that night that's when we started calling him Daddy. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Uh, I'll never Safe forget to say it. some of us call him Daddy a bit more than others. <laughs> now before we kick off uh, the real questions, we'd like to warm you up a little bit. So we've got some pre-game warm-up questions for you. First question I've got yep. for you, Tommy, is what's your favourite beverage on a night out? Um, good question. Uh, I usually start with beer and then end up onto a uh, whiskey sort of setup. Whiskey Ooh. and dry juice usually my go-to. Yeah, nice. Like it. Yep. And uh, can you explain to us, now we usually do some music questions, um, but I'm going to mix it up for you because I know you're a bit of a movie buff, but I do want to ask you about your choice of goal celebration music. Uh, obviously that list uh, came out this week, so we were all interested to know why you chose A Tribe Called Quest, Can You Kick It? Well, I don't know. I just, To be honest, I didn't really put too much thought into it because I don't think <laughs> I'll kick too many goals. So hey, never say never, mate. What, what, What's something that people could sing along to? And then I thought, like, if I had, can I kick it? And then the crowd was like, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like, relatively cool. And I do, I do love Tribe Called Quest. So I thought it works. Sort of a bit of a, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we'll see if we ever get a chance to play it. That's probably the main thing. Yeah, I hope so. No, I like it. It's a good choice. Um, and the last question I've got for you uh, is, what's the movie that gets you amped? Um... Well, Snatch is my favourite movie of all time from oh, Guy yeah. Ritchie. Yeah. Um, and I'm not someone who's like super – I'm a little bit detached when I watch movies. I'm a bit of a weirdo like that. So I'm not someone who watches it and gets like super like pumped after it. But yeah. um, so I probably just watch Snatch and just laugh and enjoy that because I've seen it probably 50 times and then that gets me hyped up just for life really. Love classic. It. it is classic. So anyway, we'll get we'll get into it properly now. Tommy, the general consensus of the club right now must be buzzing around there. You've had two pretty – Incredible games, showdown, and last week or this weekend against Frio. Uh, what's the vibe and how are you guys feeling? Yeah, great feeling around the club. Um, we've, to be honest, we've been a pretty positive group even through through twenty twenty with with obviously the, the pretty poor year in terms of our um, winless start and then COVID and all that stuff. We've we've been a pretty positive group, and externally we, we've been shut on a lot, which is expected when you're losing as many games as we did. But mm. internally, we always had. Confidence that we could win games, and now you've you've got a obviously a few wins to, to back that up. But then you've also got folks like Dawson we got last year, ranked this year. Obviously, Rochelle, Soligo, like Nicolani, the, the draft picks that we've had that have come in and had a big impact. We've started to build a bit more on that that positive culture, and it's turning into more wins. So it's obviously a good place to be, and um, we want to keep winning. That's probably the main thing with this group, with where we're at in terms of our youth and and not being used to winning. It's something that we want to not get complacent and. Don't ride that roller coaster. Just keep steady, keep winning games. But yep. um, yeah, definitely the the best we've felt around the club for a while. That's awesome. Now you just mentioned that the outside noise has been a bit shit. Which I mean, we 
are getting that full on, obviously. I'm sure you guys are a little bit sheltered from it. Um, but we've heard it all. Obviously, you, f- you lost the first two and everyone was kind of, you know, hitting the skids, sack nicks, like, you know, it was um, all doom and gloom. But since uh, the last couple of weeks, you've kind of really shown the football you guys can play. Um how does it feel to have such like a changing like tide of fans? Do you kind of just not notice that or? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm pretty um, like uh, detached from that stuff as well just because I, I try not to follow too many uh, media accounts and, and stuff like that in terms of football media just because of there's no real benefit to following it in the sense of uh, they don't know what goes on inside our four walls obviously but there's just a lot of speculation and opinion without any real substance behind it. So yeah. you sort of try to avoid that. Um, and in, in the first two games, we, we obviously, they were bad losses in terms of the, the score, but the quarters that we played well, we were like, crap, if we could put this together, like we're going to we're gonna do some damage. And we looked at it from inside and Nixie was talking pure confidence for two weeks that it's only one thing we need to swap and it's just that um, that mindset to defend versus like we know we've got attacking firepower. Like we've got an incredible forward line. Obviously, our mids can get it forward, and we've got some running defenders back there that can do the job. So yeah. it wasn't as if we were panic stations at the at the club. We were basically, if we could fix this one thing over the next two weeks, we should lead to to more wins, and and it has. Awesome. And speaking of your, the forward line, we have noticed some extravagant goal celebrations coming through. Was <laughs> was your back heel rush behind a bit of an attempt to take some of that limelight? <laughs> Off the show pony forwards and get you know some back onto the defensive group. That's a great question. I haven't actually. I've been asked a lot about that scorpion kick. Too much to the point where I'm I'm actually getting sick of it. Even <laughs> I don't think I would ever get sick of it, but I am getting sick of it. Um, but that's a great great new angle, a fresh new angle. But no, that's uh, that's exactly why I did it. I, uh, I thought in the moment, in that split second, I'm sick of this. Uh, these forwards taking all the limelight and us locked down blue collar defenders don't get any love. So I'm yeah. gonna. Make sure that the AFL post a reel about me and get it done. Excellent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Tommy, uh, I've re- rewritten this question a couple of times because I don't really know how to say it, but I hope you know where I'm coming <laughs> from. Um, we seem to be witnessing a bit of a changing of the guard at the club with the likes of Saligo, Rochelle and Rankin and Filthy and Fog taking the reins. Um, being one of the, what I could only describe as middle ages, uh, how does this change appear to you? And are the likes of Sloan and Walker happy playing an assisting leadership type role moving forward? Yeah, I can see why you'd have to reword that question. Yeah, we're we're um we are in a weird phase in that regard, but I don't think it's um there's obviously no um what's the way to put it? There's no like, hey no no, this is still our club from from the older boys. There's, there's yeah. definitely not that. It's they're Seth Sloney and, and even up to like the leaders, as much as we're not we are middle aged in that sense, we're sort of old to the club, like Smithers. Um, me, Dor, Spurdo and, and Keezy, it's that sort of feeling of if we can continue to, to impact this group in a positive way, they're going to keep getting better and then that's going to lift our bottom line. And um, if you talk to a lot of the premiership winning teams over the years, they, they say that it's not necessarily your best five players in your 22. It's not necessarily your, um, six to 15. It's those bottom guys. If you just don't have weak links in the team, then that's how you get a full team and a consistent effort. And that's what we sort of need to do. And I think over the years we've had sort of different people coming in and out of that 22 and now we've got those younger guys still in that role and having a big impact as well. And so as a as an older player, we're happy to just watch, sit there and watch them and let them do their thing because we, we don't really don't have to drive it too much. They're, uh, they're pretty damn good in terms of doing their extras, driving the standards, training, and they're extremely professional kids. So um, to be honest, as much as we love to sort of 
claim that we've yeah you know we've taught them everything they know and we've made them who they are. It's pretty uh, pretty self made in that regard. Yeah, that's Love great to hear it. And Tommy, this is your uh, sad old fanboy Dan here. I, uh, <laughs> I actually turned thirty nine yesterday, so your number and we've hey. got, and we've got you in today. I had a 39 Guernsey back after your breakout season in 2018. Unfortunately, after round yep. one 2019, I had to wear it even though you weren't playing for the whole year after your <laughs> yeah. ACL. So I felt like I, yeah. it was a bit of an omen. So hopefully it wasn't. Uh, but uh, this is lead into my extra long question that Lawrence didn't shit about. Most so you had people, to lead into that one. Lead into the question, yeah. Most people would say Strapping that you... <laughs> Lauren, most people would say that you have a normal hairstyle, short back and sides, but some of the younger boys are rocking the Mr. Burns um, requested no sideburns mullet look. Um, a good friend of mine, Michael Tui, wanted me to ask you, is Tex under pressure to get the mullet back in order to fit in with the younger boys like Saligo, Rochelle, and to a lesser extent, McHenry and Murphy? And do you ever get peer pressured to lower your standards and get a mullet? <laughs> Great question. Very great question. Um, yeah. First off, yeah. First off, happy birthday for yesterday. Happy Thank you. Nice Thanks, birthday. Tommy. Great um, I, from the personal point of view, I will never think that low and get that haircut. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's just flat out not in my nature. I'm very uh, conservative by the book, by by nature and who I am, and that haircut would literally go against all of that. Um, and then for the Texan, I think he's beyond that. Um, <laughs> to be honest with it, with a couple of the greys he's got poking out, I don't know if he'd be able to grow it out. And even if he did, I think it would be more of a silver fox sort of mullet. And I yeah, don't I'm right there that. with him, right there with him. Now, we're, we're not going to bring up contract talk because we're sure you're sick of being asked about it. But when you, yep. if and when you uh, do sign a deal with the Crows, we'll be releasing some commemorative Tom Do Stay t-shirts. <laughs> And to, to my actual question here. <laughs> Don't laugh at that, Tom. Now he's going to want to do it. No, it's fantastic. My actual question. Now, Lauren's actually photoshopped you onto an Academy Award before. And, uh, you know, which leads us to the question, if we were to put you on a T-shirt, we're going to sort of uh, meld you into a movie star. Who would it be? Oh, God, you guys are just pulling out the big questions. <laughs> <laughs> great, great questions. Um, movie star. Just trying to think of who's the best looking that would uh, raise my bar. Um, I actually do not know that. Um, tough. Yeah, it's very tough because you've got to go sort of in that age bracket. Because my favourite, my favourite actors are like um, De Niro and um, Leo and all those sort of like the the classic Daniel Day Lewis, like the really big capital A actors. But I don't really want any of them playing me because they play pretty depressing roles. Do <laughs> <of the time. laughs> um, Leo raising we'll the glass? Yeah, do the Leo gift maybe. That would do. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll just chuck you in the snatch um, poster, mate. Yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah. Put me as Brad Pitt in the snatch poster. That would do. <laughs> Love perfectly. it. Thank you for and, answering um, my silly Mikey, question. Mikey the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right, we'll try and quickly wrap this up. I've got a couple more for you. Um, what do you, uh, Barbie movie trailer? What do you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Loved yeah. it. I uh, yeah, to go a bit film nerdy on you. I love Greta Gerwig stuff, but she's sort of someone who makes like very uh, poignant and sort of like um, movies that actually mean something. They're not just like typical, I don't know, think of like Michael Bay Transformers shit where it's just explosions and deaths and everyone's like, shut up and take my money. Yeah. She actually like the movies mean something and the fact that she's gone with Barbie and the whole like idea of the Barbie being like in this world of just 
sort of all the crap that like all the generic stuff and then she just tries to go out on her own. I have no idea what it's going to be I know. or how it's going to work, but I think it's going to be epic. It does look fantastic. I can't wait either. Now, uh, you do love uh, a bit of the Academy Awards. Um, you always put out an Oscar ballot. Obviously, we've just had the Oscars, but uh, do you have any movie picks that are going to be released in 2023 that you think are going to feature? Um, so... The first one that comes to mind would be Air that I watched recently. I don't know if that's going to be a big um, Oscar movie. I think Damon could get nominated maybe and then Affleck for directing. But if you haven't seen that, go and see it. It's um, about obviously the signing of Michael Jordan to, to Nike. Um, I know Nolan's new movie Oppenheim is coming out soon. Um, that's got, uh, what's his face, Mr. Murphy in it, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy or Cillian Murphy, whatever it is. That could be a shout. Um, who else has got obviously Greta Gerwig's Barbie could get nominated depending on how the Academy take it yep um, I think there's I think there's a new Korean movie coming out too um, it's not at Palace Nova at the moment that'll be in contention with best international feature but no one will go and see that so I don't know why I even recommended that <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> um, I, I feel like um, since Parasite people are on the Korean train yeah. Korean movie train mm. Every, yeah, yeah, that's true. Everything, um, everywhere, all at once was excellent. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, yeah, there's probably, and then I think there's another Ari Aster movie coming out. But there's a, we've actually got a big, big lineup. You're just going to have to be uh, patient when it come, when it all comes out. It'll be, uh, it'll be huge. Right. Well, awesome. my son's very keen to see this Mario movie. I assume that will <laughs> a fair few awards. Best oh. picture, I would suggest. Uh, and Tommy, obviously gather around this week. It's going to be a huge, massive uh, time in Adelaide, footy central. Um, just wondering, uh, because everyone, all the players are going to be in Adelaide, do you, are you guys going to like catch up and hang out or are you all mortal enemies during this time? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, definitely not mortal enemies. I I do obviously be in the AFL for a while. I know a few of the boys around the league. Um I'll look to catch up with some of the ones that I haven't seen for a while. So I did see some in the off-season and Christmas break and stuff. But um, at the moment, I'm more just, I think the whole club's because it's such a short turnaround, just focused on Carlton. It's not one of those ones where we're sort of like, like lock in and make sure we're focused all week. It's more that the uh, the fact that it's been a Saturday to Thursday turnaround and we've been at training for three of those days. You don't really have time to think and plan out stuff. I'm still trying to sort out tickets for family and whatnot. So yeah. I will uh, definitely catch up with a few of the boys I uh I played a bit country and uh, basketball and footy with Darcy Tucker from North. So if he's in the team, I'll definitely uh, catch up with him. And then a few of the boys from Melbourne, even a couple like the Queensland boys and stuff that I've been with um, throughout my juniors. I'll see if they're around. But um, I actually have no idea what the other club schedules are like, to be honest. You guys probably know better than me whether they have to stay around for a while or whether they're just flying in and playing and getting out. But we have uh, no yeah, idea. We'll catch up where I can. <laughs> Love it. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up, Tommy. Uh, yeah. um, now, just to end the interview, we've got some questions. Now, this is your opportunity to throw your teammates under the bus. It's a get-to-know-your-crew. Uh, tell me, Tommy, which one of your teammates is the best cook? Best cook? Um, actually, Riley O'Brien, we went over there for a uh, little book club thing where we've got uh, like a few of the staff and stuff. Uh, it's not really book club. We do like podcasts and different stuff, but just sort of chat about it. And Birdo cooked a, I think it was a Luxa. It was a Luxa with some different entrees and stuff. And that was Ooh. one of the uh, one of the great meals I've had. So I'll put him up there. Rob. All right. <laughs> Chef Rob. Love it. And uh, who has a habit of Googling their name? Uh, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises yeah. there. You uh, knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. Who has the tidiest locker? Uh, I'd be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
mainly because if you contrast me next to Lockie Scholl on my right and then used to be Ben Davis on my left, <laughs> I was basically like OCD neat freak because those folks are just pigs. Uh, but pretty much any any of the older boys are really good. Smithers, Tex, Sloney, uh, Dorse. It's more the younger guys that are still sorting their lives out. They're the ones that, <laughs> and fair enough to them, they don't really care that much about it, to be honest. They just throw the shit in there and get on with it. So Love it. Really nice. <laughs> Tom Duday, thank you so much for coming on Here We Crow. We've loved having you. Uh, very best of luck against Carlton this week. It's a massive game for the Crowies, but I've got the faith that you guys are going to get the win. So good luck and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Tommy. Thank you, mother, for the rabbits. So we, we asked Dan to come up with a little stinger for our new segment, Vic Bait, and he come back with, what, pan flutes. And <laughs> <laughs> the VB yeah, thing. Yeah, it's nice. I liked it. Uh, so we had a bit of a – there was there was a few comments with the hashtag Vic Bait, which we noticed. I, don't, I can't actually remember who started it, to be honest. Uh, whoever did. Sorry for ripping off your idea. Thanks it, for what, the segment. Was it Nuz? It might have been Nuz. <laughs> Sorry, Nuz, if it was Maybe you. we should get him in next week <laughs> yeah. to replace Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah, so... Is this um, permanently, do you mean? Or? Oh, no, just for the week. Okay, ben. thank of you. Of course not. You're the, you're the most popular host. We'll never replace you. I'm not sure how much feedback we've had for that Well, lately. my mum loves you, so... Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. Highest praise. I reckon uh, we can guarantee Sam's mum as well probably loves you as well. Does she? Oh, well, that's No, assume. she told me I was the best. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> she has to tell you that, you're yeah, a son. Know, that's exactly what I said. So, we're going to use this little segment maybe for... look. The Vic Media love. I think they. I think they genuinely bait us, don't they? Like they yeah. love. They love releasing little articles out there into the wild that all of us Crows fans click on because we're outraged. Like, what are they saying this time? You know, we love a bit of fury, don't we? We yeah. love. Yeah. To get furious, and all of the Crows Twitter accounts, including us, will retweet it with some snide remark about the uh, the author or, or Victoria in general, and uh, and then um, and then we all sort of it's just a big circle, isn't it? Like we all like each other's posts. Yeah, it's, it generates it's traffic lovely. for them. It does. Yeah. yeah. No, we really shouldn't click on it at all. We really shouldn't react. You know, like the showdown uh, being in Victoria. You know, what a, it's what one a of those things idea. where we know what's happening. But mm. we're doing it anyway. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Vic Bait, this is what the segment is. And uh, this week's Vic Bait was uh, the, the call for Saligo, life, <laughs> life ban for touching the umpire, according to Channel 7. Lengthy time on the sidelines which, for a- Which Channel 7 personality was the spearhead of that? Because usually it's one that gets the ball rolling. Absolutely, well, yeah. Damien Barrett was calling for Purple. two or three weeks yeah. suspension. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was Channel 7 who went hard and I don't know whether it was Tom Brown or Mitch Cleary, but they're mm. both on there. You're really setting a high bar with those Yeah, names. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're the two though. Uh, it was one of them, uh, I'm guessing. And uh, yeah, lengthy ban was the call. Yeah. Uh, obviously, sense prevailed and or common sense prevailed and uh, – Touching the umpire, we don't want to well, see it. Do you know I, what it was? The actual rules. Like, if yeah. you actually look at the um, gradings of incidences of touching the umpire, yeah. it very clearly states that if it is not aggressive um, yeah. and, you know, is on purpose but isn't an mm. aggressive, like, shove or mm. anything, you know, he just he gets a fine. Yeah. I don't know why you would go on national television mm. as an AFL expert without perhaps conferring those particular rules before you start spouting off three weeks suspension. Yeah, absolutely. Makes no sense to me. I haven't got time for the facts. Well, I've got time for facts. But this is also this week's dog act, so <laughs> hit it. <laughs> when 
you give the ump a tap, but you don't play for the cats. The big media want your band. Dog act. <laughs> a for the cab. First time. Cats. <laughs> don't play for the cats. Oh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> see I Jeremy Cameron getting rubbed out for running into the umpire. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have bought the umpire a meal at least. Yeah. 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 Now, Jason, um, you have a dog act this week. You're going to have a crack? You're going to talk to us about it first or are you just going to crack in? It's it's already been mentioned and I wrote it before the um, previous comment that was made about the tribunal this evening. Oh, yeah. So in writing it, I was kind of hoping that if it didn't go through, it would have looked better. But now I'm sounding like an arrogant asshole. But <laughs> no, I wrote this in advance, so. Wait, no, we want to hear it. Sorry, I couldn't find it in my notes. <laughs> I prepared and I prepared too well. Rookie Roo, head batting, six foot seven, Coleman medalist. Dog act! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I do not know the timing for that. And usually I'm good on musical timings, but I just went, I've got to start at some point because I get two chances and I've already lost one. It's like my my, my goal reviews, like I run out, I've got to take it. So good. I don't know if you're going to get to do that next time. If Sam's really generous, he'll edit it to work. No, I like it. I'm going to leave it like that. I'm I'm happy to embarrass myself. It's perfect. Yeah, I liked Uh, it. It was, I, I like, cause, it. cause we warned you about it being, you're only getting two chances <laughs> and you're like, I'm not missing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Technically I got three, but I think the first one I just, yeah, you came in about four bars run. too early. You did great Jason. We love it. And yeah. we appreciate that you have come very prepared. Yeah, we like it. Unlike any other Nuff. Any like, future like Nuffies or guests that come on, if you want a dog act, you have to have a crack and you can try to outdo Jason. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll get the, uh, the track sent to me in advance so I can get the time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or like, like most Victorians, I'm half an hour behind. So maybe that's <laughs> it perfectly. Yes. That's it. Yes, joining us tonight is one of Carlton's most passionate nuffs. He is one of Australia's favourite comedians who has done everything from stand-up to radio to television. He is a former host of the much-missed Before the Game until he moved on to having his own show solving the tedious problems of the world. He is currently a host of the two-day FM breakfast show and known as the outlandish celebrity guesser on The Masked Singer, we have a problem, and it is Carlton. Please help us, <laughs> Dave Husey Hughes. Lauren, I think that's one of the best one of the best introductions I've ever had. It, oh. was it was it covered a lot of bases, and you know, it just made me feel good. So thank you, oh, I fa- appreciate it. That's great, Husey. That took me twenty minutes to write. So <laughs> it actually did. I appreciate you the it. feedback. You nailed it, uh, Husey. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you were dubbed in by a future enough that we are going to have on the podcast, so I won't reveal yet. Um, but he told me that you are a massive Carlton Nuff, and I knew that. Can you tell us a bit about your history with Carlton and when you actually became a Carlton supporter? Now, I became a Carlton supporter in 1976, so it's a long time ago. There's no <laughs> lying. Um, but, um, yeah, I, at the age of five, I was a Bulldog supporter, Western Bulldogs, Footscray as they were known back then. And uh, I think in 1976, the, West, the Footscray were on the bottom of the ladder and Carlton were on the top of the ladder. And... Uh, a kid at school in like grade one, I think, convinced me to swap on a walk home from school one day. And uh, <laughs> so I jumped in 1976 at the age of five 
and have been crying about Carlton losses ever since. <laughs> well, that does lead into my next question, Husey. Um, little known fact about you all, I'm not sure if it's little known, but you've been alcohol-free for, I think, over 20 years. It's been a long time, hasn't it? 30 years now, but who's 30 counting years? it? Well, yeah. So, so, yep. How have yep. you actually managed that, being a Carlton supporter? Uh, look, yeah, they have driven me to drink on many occasions, <laughs> but I haven't got there. So, yes, I've been – I've yeah, so Carlton won their last premiership in 1995, and I was sober then. So, um, yeah, I have not – you know what? My dr- – yeah, look, I, yeah, so I think I got drunk in the 87 grand final, but, yeah, since then I was 16 at the time. So, but, um, <laughs> so I don't know. I've just managed. I've managed. No, you, great job, great job, mate. Yeah, you've done a great job there, Husey. Having also not won a premiership since the 90s, um, we're as akin to pain as you are, I'm sure. But, um, in fact, I read uh, that you left the Blues in 2021. You dumped them. And you're obviously <laughs> back on board. Um, we no, ever- I never dumped them. So- <laughs> A clickbait story. I, just, I, just, I clicked on I just it. Did, I was, was going to emotion, emotionally detach. So I was like, it was. They've just caused me so much pain for so long that I just. I wondered, you know, the. the I, I was contemplating the futility of existence, and, um, <laughs> and we've all been there. To, I, I was trying to detach from suffering, you know. So as a Carlton supporter, yes, they have since yes since ninety five, basically, which is a long time, and I know for Adelaide it's since ninety eight. But um, it, which is also a long time. Yeah, it's just there's just so much misery involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in 1999, I was known to throw my crow's pencil case in the bin. Um, so uh, I've been there. I, I understand. No you had no idea you'd still be waiting, did you? That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Here we God. are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Husey, you famously gave the crows a spray back in 2014. Like that was a quite a long time ago. But three years later, we were in the grand final, so maybe we should be giving you credit. Maybe you G'd up the boys enough to get us in the GS. I think I did. I don't know if you know this and you might, but my son actually swapped, and this is true, my son who is now 13, he swapped to the Crows, I reckon, in, in 2016. So from, from a, like when he was like, he was born when he, he was born in 2009. So he was like six himself and he swapped from Carlton to the Crows <laughs> and... Um, and he became a mad Crow supporter at the age of six and seven. And, uh, like, we actually went to the 2017 grand final as oh. both dressed, both dressed in Crow's gear. Oh, my no. Son, well done. My son was, he was obsessed with the Crows at that time. He had Eddie Betts and uh, Tex Walker, massive, um, you know, posters on his walls, his bedroom. Yeah. And we, we spent this, he started crying in that grand final. I reckon halfway through the first quarter. Oh, um, that's weird because so did I. <laughs> yeah, but even at the age of like, he was like, he would have been seven then, six or seven. He knew. He knew before others knew. Yeah. He might have been the first person to know in that ground that they were going to get beat. That was really early. I couldn't get him to stop crying. I actually was saying, guy, I was saying, mate, you're ruining the day for everyone around you. You have to stop crying. I was actually going to ask you. If, I think uh, it was if, maybe the crows that ruined the day for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I was going to ask you if uh, the crows were your uh, second team because of your son supporting them, but uh, I also took my my daughter when she was four years old to a crows and Carlton game at the MCG, her first ever footy match, and needless to say, she's now not interested at all in football. So <laughs> it had a different effect. Oh mate, I still remember that day. I remember we were walking out of the ground. He's just in, we left before the end. We left about halfway through the last quarter. Smart. It was or maybe early. We left early in the last quarter, 
And Dyson Heppel, you know, who's still playing for Essen, and he was the captain of Essen at the time, he happened to be watching the game, and it, we walked past him, and he's... He tried to console my son. I said, Dyson, just fucking give it up, mate. <laughs> We're out of here, right? You just yeah, focus cool. on your own problems. Right? Oh, that's hilarious. Husey, Carlton and Adelaide have got a bit of history when it comes to player movement. Uh, we probably think we've won this overall with Eddie and Sam Jacobs, but uh, let's not forget uh, Sam Carriage, uh, Sam Carriage, Matty Wright, and uh, Brackets McGovern. Uh, plus, <laughs> Bryce Gibbs hates our guts now as well. Uh, how do you feel about this from a Carlton's perspective? Look, we're st- the, the jury's still out on brackets. Um, if people, don't, <laughs> people know that he's called brackets because he's got it because it's the it's the it's the widening of the. Um, <laughs> yes. We appreciate that you knew, knew what we're talking about there. That's great. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, I know. I, a mate of mine claims he, he actually made that up. Oh, really? <laughs> so, um, look. So the jury's still out on him. He still hasn't reached those heady days where he. he Remember when he was a match winner for the Crows on a couple of games no. back in the day? He <laughs> no, was, he was, man. Yeah. He was. He kicked a goal after the siren or something. And I remember he went back and took a mark and got yeah. knocked down. Oh, that was against Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember it. Yeah. I absolutely remember it. So, so look, he's, the jury is out on, 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 on him, and we're hoping that he's still got time. But Kerridge had a couple of good games for Carlton. There's no doubt about it. I think Matty Wright won the goal king one year. That's basically said how bad we were at the time. So, um, <laughs> they, they, were, they were solid players. and But, yeah, Gibbsy, it didn't work out for you guys. I know that. No. Um, he's no, venomous. He, yeah, he's taking pot shots on SEN. He's, he's the Kane Corns of the Crows now. He <laughs> hates he, us. He was, he was way too used to losing, honestly. So, <laughs> Gibbsy, I, I, knew it was, I knew it wasn't going to work out. And Gibbsy, it just, it was, Gibbsy just... Carlton are cursed, all right? I'm not going to lie. So, I, we're, we're trying to get rid of the curse, but yeah, no, it was never going to work out for Gibbsy. But uh, one of the worst, one of the most, I'm not going to lie, all right, I'm not going to lie here, all right? One of the worst moments of my life is when Carlton were playing Adelaide in Bryce Gibbs' last game for Adelaide, and Carlton had to win that game to keep some hope for playing finals, all right? Yep. And... Adelaide won that game by about 15 goals. And it, Carlton, all Carlton players should have just walked off uh, hanging their heads in shame. But two Carlton players, Mark Murphy and I think it was Cade Simpson, yeah. carried Bryce Gibbs off the ground. Yes. And it yes. was like, he doesn't play for us. You guys have ruined our lives. He helped ruin our lives for a long time. Fuck it, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I kid you not, there's a, we, I'm in part of a Carlton WhatsApp group right now involving some politicians, some high-profile media people, whatever. The, the banner for our WhatsApp group is the photo of Bryce Gibbs being carried off the ground in a crow's jumper. And it reminds us of just how bad it was. <laughs> We've actually... Oh, um, We've got a new segment on the show, Hughie, and it's called Bryce Bags Us. <laughs> yeah. No, look, Bryce just, Bryce just should. Bryce should. Anyway, I can't. Don't get me started, right? So, um, <laughs> I've got a. I've got a back. Out <laughs> um, also, uh, let's, let's go. Let's go. Current day, the uh, Blues forward line looks like a strong point on paper, but it's appearing pretty messy uh, so far this year. Do you think? I uh, think you've got the right man in charge to to fix things and, and get that forward line firing. With Vossi, you mean? Yeah. So, look. In Vossi, we trust. I mean, it's, look, the Carlin Football Club have ruined so many reputations over so many years. Um, 
We um, Dennis Pagan came to Carlton as, as a super coach after he coached North Melbourne Premierships and never missed the finals in about 15 years. We destroyed his reputation within two years. Um, <laughs> and we did the same to Mick Moldhouse. Uh, we've done the same to lesser coaches. Vossi, I'm just hoping that Vossi can turn it around. I'm hoping that, that the Carlton curse can be lifted. We have been messy, but we've won. We're, 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 we're two and a half wins out of three. So... We just need to win each week. We just need to win. I don't care how we do it. I don't care if it's, if it's one point to zero as long as we win. And we've won so far, so of, of two and a half games. So, God, we just, I just want it. We just, guys, you don't know how much it means to me. We need to win. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know, Husey. <laughs> yeah, and I listened to you have a chat to Heathrow and Dale Thomas just before round one, and you didn't come across as hugely confident about the year ahead. Um, I'm, never, I'm never confident. Never. I'm already... <laughs> Threading the Adelaide game. Adelaide yeah. ruined our season last year. You've got to remember this. Yes. <laughs> the Crows we beating do. Carlton last year was like, we had a tough run home. That was one game we'd penciled in as a win. And you guys beat us by six goals. It was a disgrace from our team's point of view. Did not try hard enough. And our that losing that game meant we didn't play finals. So it's, um, it's it, we've got to beat Adelaide. We've got to beat the Crows. We just have to. I mean, we just we just there's no fucking. We have to beat the Crows. <laughs> now, now we're putting this on the podcast next week, so you'd be feeling pretty high after that 15 goal win against North Melbourne on the weekend. I cannot. We're one. We're, we're honestly a couple of weeks. Look, we 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 played fucking. People were like, I had people in my WhatsApp group saying how they wanted to beat the Giants, like in what way? I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Don't <laughs> win, you dickhead! You can't fucking order a certain sort of victory. Oh, we got to be fucking out one point. I don't, I don't give a fuck if they're fucking. If they all get injured from a bus crash before the game and they can't play. Fucking one point win is always. We cannot, we're not tailoring wins here, right? One point will do for the Blues. Well, they never, they never would have picked that a uh, descent call would have gifted them the game. Uh, but, yeah, look, that's, look <laughs> we, we ended up winning by ten points. So let's not forget Charlie Kerno's fucking mark and goal after that moment. All right, so and look, I mean, I like as a supporter, I've never questioned an umpire's decision. <laughs> Except the decision, and technically, I should have fucking kept his hands to himself. It's basically that, that umpire will be in therapy for years after what Nicolio is doing. I mean, you'll, you'll be having nightmares thinking about how he put his arms out. I mean, come on, no that doubt. guy's got kids as well, you know. So, I mean, that's what I feel. He should be in jail, technically. <laughs> so, in summary, you, you're feeling a lot more confident now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Samuel. To Dennis. Right, so right behind him, and the Carlton fans are right behind him. Once, twice, three times. Oh, look at that. Yes! <laughs> He's the master blaster. That's right. We're still having nightmares, Susie. <laughs> Mate, I was there that day. I was there. It was, it was one of the best days of my life. And, uh, uh, yeah, Dennis, he, from nowhere, he just was kicking so long, so straight, and he broke the crow's hearts, and I loved it. We, we, we'd win about two games a year back in those days, so <laughs> that was one of them where Dennis went crazy. So, my, my look, I'm, I know it's, it's not it might be a bit off topic here, but Harry Mackay, who is, he won the Coleman two years ago, but at the moment he's not kicking goals, guys. I just feel that Harry is ready to have his Dennis Armfield moment against the Crows. Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm looking for 
six goals from Harry. Come <laughs> on, Harry. I think, I think for Harry Come to on. qualify as an armfield, he's got to kick 12 on us, I think, because he's, he's, he's already pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't kicked any goals this year, and he fucking he just misses so often, it just kids me. So he's going to kick straight. Are you sure he's that's gonna not... Straight. You, Harry's going to kick straight. Are you sure it's not actually Ben? It's not Ben Mackay, is it? Yeah, exactly, I know. Well, the way he's kicking at the moment, it's, but, you Could know, we're, we're winning, so we're happy, but... It could be Ben. They've never played in the same. They've never played against each other. It's weird, but they well, do. Ben, a Ben's not playing for North at the moment, so they could have done the. I switch. know. Mm. Well, he might run the switch, and maybe you know they do. I mean, their, their podcast competes with this podcast. This is a better podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it would no, just I be. Don't need to, I don't actually don't need that. Get, that can't get back to Harry. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, it would just be. It would just be our luck. They put the real Harry Mackay back in for the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no, Harry's. A, Harry's a jet. Come on, Harry. This is this is the week. We can do it, Harry. Come on, mate. Who you boys Come got on. for the armfield? Uh, well, that's, you know, a week and a bit away. So looking <laughs> at who's in their team, I reckon maybe Motlock. maybe an Oes or someone will yeah, get a bag. Uh, Oes is injured. Is he? Yeah. Or yeah. maybe not in a week. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long-reach armfield prediction uh, this week. Husey, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on Here We Crew. We just want to wrap it up. With our predictions. Oh, yes, with your predictions game. for the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I know what you're going to say, and that is uh, Carlton are going to win. Is that uh, right? By one point. <laughs> Look, I think they'll win by a point. It'll, it might be after the star, and it might be after they get seven descent calls against Adelaide, and you know, I'll take every one of them. So <laughs> what about I think bracket? the Blues are going to win by a point. Bit of romance, brackets kicking the winning point. Well, look, I love brackets. Just, I mean, brackets touch wood. Hasn't been injured. Brackets get injured. No, I'm not going to talk about him getting injured. He's not going to get injured. He's re- this is his time. We've already given him about $3 million and he's played about seven games in about four years. So this is his year. Come on, Brackets. <laughs> Love it. Who so are you good. guys picking? Uh, look, I am probably going to get – I think the Crows will get up this week against Frio, but I reckon they'll drop the Carlton game by four points. Mm. I think yeah. the excitement of Gather Round and the sold-out crowd – is going to blow up the crows and we're going to have another showdown performance. Sorry, Heasy. Yeah. Look, I want you to predict that. I need, I need, I need you all to say that the the, the crows are going to win by fifteen goals. <laughs> I do not want Carlton. I don't want any of the Carlton players thinking they're going to win. I just that's fucking terrible. They need to think they're going to lose. No, not think they're going to lose. They need to be angry. <laughs> they need to be <laughs> well, well, yeah, I'm going to say then, yes, uh, Carlton are a bit uh, complacent after their big North win. And, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll come out and, yeah, get the win. Excellent. I can't see it. Can't see it happening? <laughs> no, we, yeah, Carlton's going to win. Fourth. Yeah. All right, well, we've got a divided table here, Husey, so well, that's going to be luck. interesting. I, I do like the Crows. I was hoping they were going to win. Look. The photo of my son crying at the MCG in 2017, it's one of my favourites on my phone, and it's just his misery. I'm in the Crows gear as well. It's just just a beautiful photo, guys. Did he um, keep barracking for the Crows after that day? A couple more years, yeah, but he's he's drifted oh. back to Carlton. Oh. Him. I have Soft. him back. Once Eddie quit. <laughs> that is I've a dog act. That is yeah. a dog act right <laughs> there. Mate, look, I understand what you're saying, but I've, I've got him back now, so I'm happy to have him back. Yeah, but I, I, did a gig, I did a gig with Dustin Martin. I actually did a bit of a tour with Dustin Martin after that grand final, like all the like a thousand Richmond supporters came along, and I put the photo of my son crying uh, on the big screen, and it was, <laughs> it was just... They really enjoy it. 
Yeah, that sounds uh, like Richmond supporters. <laughs> Do you know what the, the worst thing about that is? I have a matching photo and I'm holding a crow's baby cup <laughs> while tears are streaming down my face. So. Husey, we've got just one more question for you just before we wrap it up. Who's the most likely Carlton player to end up on the Masked Singer? Oh, who's the... Um, who's got the chops? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who would have the chops. Um, who's, who's the Carlton player who could... Uh, God, they're pretty. They're not really out there. Any of the current players, they're not. I mean, they're not. What about former uh, players? Maybe like Kudafides or something. Milhanna. Favola. You know what? <laughs> Kudafides. You know what? I, I, you know what? To be honest, the the mask thing is coming up, and I'm going to guess Anthony Kudafides. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> probably Favola, to be honest. Probably Brendan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty out there, isn't he? Pressure point. The Fevolution. Yeah. Pressure point. Who's? I love Seven. He knows I love him, but fucking hell. You know, after his footy career, to think that he's now got a, a like successful career in radio is an incredible. Guys, you can always come back. You can always. Come back. <laughs> no doubt, Husey. Thank you very much for coming on here with Crow and being a wonderful cult enough. Um, hopefully, some of the people in this conversation are happy with the result, and uh, fingers crossed for Colton for the rest of the season. Yeah, just remember, happiness for football is temporary. Misery is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> Very true party words. Dave, thank you so much. And yes, thanks again to Dave Hughes for coming on here with Crow. It was such a great conversation. Loved having him. Um, obviously we did record that a week early because he's currently overseas. So yep. I just want to know, guys, um, do you stand by your predictions? Well, it was a blowout, twenty three point win. <laughs> yeah, you were you were right there, Ben. Yeah. Uh Oh, I just don't want to. Uh, I don't know. I'm way more positive yep. than I normally You're feeling am. Feeling better about it. I am. Yeah. Uh, overall, but I still. Uh, Carlton should be better than us, and their midfield mm. is definitely better than ours. So I'm still picking Carlton this week. Two goals. Yeah, I'm still picking Carlton as well. I again, yeah, similar to Sam, I do feel a bit more positive after the last two wins. But I think you know, I was like, I can, I want us to beat Frio. We should beat Frio, but I can handle mm. us losing to Carlton if we do. Um, it will hurt still, but I, I can accept it a bit more because, like Sam said, Carlton should be better than us at this point. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. We we could ride the crowd and and gather around spectacle and win it, but who knows? I won't be tipping us. This time. I'm going full momentum. We're winning. How We're going to win three points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, full momentum. Yep. You, yep. Regardless, I do not want it to be that close. Either, <laughs> either way. Not I a love heart attack place. footy, Jason. Come on. I almost had a heart attack at a Carlton Port game last year and that could have been partially the game itself and partially because our son was due two days after. <laughs> yeah. a, a friend of mine actually. Good job at any time. Yeah, exactly. A friend of mine actually went into labour later that night. She's a Carlton supporter, and that game sent her into labour, so I don't need any more of that. Either the labour <laughs> or the... do not want to go into labour, no. no. Ben, are you standing by your prediction? Uh, yeah, so I think um, since then we've heard, I think Sam Walsh is in line to get back this week. Is that still the go? At the start of the week it was alleged. I, I do yeah. not know anything more than that. Yeah, so and obviously uh, McKay still playing is a big, well, out and then in. Um, with Butts still seem to be playing with a bit of an injury where we're stretched a bit there. Could we have a debutante on him? We could have an Irishman having a go, which (laughs) would go well. Um, Carlton play very differently to Frio. They're second for kicks, 13th for handball, so a bit more direct than what we played last week. Um, And they're third for marks, so 
basically I think we just need to make sure that if they're kicking, um, it's under pressure. And if we can supply the pressure like we did to Frio where we really slowed them down and they just had to go down the line, we're a good chance. But um, we're also going to have to win something in the stoppages. So centre clearance, I'm almost... um, have no hope. We've got to hope that we don't get um, smashed out of there. Around the grounds, we're seeming to halve it out, so we need to continue with that. Um, and I'm going to still predict that we can get home with a win of 13 points. All right. You changed that. It says 20 on your screen. <laughs> well, when Lauren is only going for three, I've got to <laughs> drop it back a little bit. Look, to, in all fairness, I don't know what's going to happen. I just hope the Crows win. Some might say it's a classic 50-50 kind of a game. It could be. I don't could know. Be. <laughs> I think it's really hard to say. Like it's just because the, um, you know, the like the build-up to the game and the crowd and it's going to be really different. There's going to be a lot of Carlton supporters there. Yep. Um, it's going to be a really great energy. I think it's just going to be a great game of footy. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it no matter what. Jason, but your thoughts? It's South Australia's – I did mention before it's pretty heavily – it's got a lot of Carlton support pre-Crows and there's a lot of um, famous Carltons who've come from South Australia. So there's a lot of general goodwill towards Carlton I've found since I've lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be people who are coming along whose second team might be Carlton or whatnot. So that'll be add to it. But also Carlton's fans really do turn out and, and there was um, some commentary about the North Melbourne game saying, oh, North Melbourne, they've got this primetime fixture, which you know they're more than entitled to, but the crowd is loud and, and it's sold out. And I was like... I'd love to know the percentage of Carlton versus North Melbourne fans. Not to shit on North Melbourne, but I feel like the Carlton fans are probably doing most of the heavy lifting in the noise and the ticket buying. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think North Melbourne have managed to sell out Mount Barker this week. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Go Rose. Like the Mount, the Mount Barker, from, from, I've been talking to people who have been out there uh, the last couple of days and it's looking pretty good because there's not much out there other than new stand they built. They've been able to build all the infrastructure from scratch, whereas the Norwood Oval, they're just flipping at the bird, as we all can probably imagine. Oh. It's, it's the AFL to get it to AFL level and broadcast level, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, it, won't, it won't go back to Norwood next year. But I think that it'll be loud, as loud for Carlton as Adelaide or close to it. Yeah. Um, but one really sad thing today, actually, I found out, obviously it's, it's good that Harry's back, but... Um, Sam Doherty's out for four to six weeks with a knee injury. Yeah, because um, which it's very big fantasy relevant. <laughs> sorry, very fantasy relevant. Oh, fantasy. Sorry, yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, I, I just I actually got. I don't usually get too sad when players get injured um, for the team, my team, or for players that I like. But for the for him to go from all Australian to knee knee reconstruction to knee reconstruction two bouts of testicle cancer to then having kids this year playing great footy last year and then to have his knee it actually makes me genuinely sad so mm. um yeah isn't it much like is he yeah will it affect our team a bit because he's such a solid um player in defense but i feel like we'll get up by a couple of goals um one benefit of us this year compared to last year is that we haven't had the big swings we've held scores close um, so hopefully we don't do it last year like did against you guys last year and just have a patch where you guys get a run on and we don't come back. Happened so many times last year and this year we've kind of kept it close and the scoreboard's there. I don't think we've played well this year. Not to, not to pump ourselves up, but we've just held on and mm. I don't think we've played glamorous footy, but it's nice to get the win over Geelong and 
um, the draw against Richmond and yeah, yeah. Ben Key's going to kick five again. This, this <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How many is his hair going to kick? <laughs> he will do it. Mm. All right. Well, uh, obviously, we did speak briefly earlier. It's going to be a tough selection um, meeting for the Crows this week with Darcy Fogarty potentially coming in. We've got Luke Pedler coming back from suspension alongside Shane McAdam. Uh, who else have we got? Who's coming out? Potentially butts with injury. Uh, You'd say it's going to be st- Comes Stiff. out for fog. Colin yeah. comes out for fog. Gallant comes out for fog. And Lockie Murphy for peddler. Yeah, Murphy. For is McAdam coming straight back in? I don't know I, if he can. I think fog is actually still a 50 yeah. 50. I would not be surprised if he doesn't play this week because of the short turnaround. Mm. Um, I reckon they want to keep him on ice as long as possible because they do not want to risk um, serious knee injury. Nixie flagged injury. that last week, didn't he? That they were yeah. going to play it safe. Yeah, and I don't blame him, to be honest. So I could see. Gallant still getting picked and maybe, yeah, I don't know. Well, McAdam well, could play a Gallant-type role, couldn't he? He's not as tall, mm. but similar. similar I kind of thought that that was the like-for-like replacement when he came in. So, mm. yeah, I don't True. know. But, you know, Gallant had a pretty good game last week too. Like, I thought he was pretty good. He's um, been fine. Yeah. I don't know whether – I don't think he's someone that we – Sort of one in the team when we are at full strength, but mm. um, he's been playing okay. The other yeah, option, still got a couple of goals. the other option is resting Tex. Whether that's this week or next week is another story. I don't think they'll rest him on a Thursday night. Mm. No, no, blockbuster. Yeah. Mm. Who have you got next week? Apologies for not doing my due diligence. Uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Oh, resting against Hawthorne. Launceston. Yeah, he does. Oh, absolutely, rest him for that one over, like the flight, etc. Mm. Yeah. Anywho, as as, mm. we do have uh, some selections from Bozza. Selections from the sauna. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Hey guys, round five from the sauna. It's pretty hot. My phone's about to melt, so I'm just going to do a quick one tonight. Um, I'm not sure whether McKay's got off or not, but uh, if he does get off, I'll be trying to get uh, uh, Butsy up. Um, I know he's either injured or something's going on there with him. So either he stays in or comes out and we debut ball ace. Or it'd just be the one change, and that would be uh, Schoenberg out and Pedler in. Uh, we'll be keeping uh, Ned and Murphy into the 23, and also just adding McAdam as a sub after the three weeks off. So I don't think we need to change that forward line too much. So I think it's working pretty well as it is. So um, that's about it for tonight. So uh, thank you, and uh, speak to you next week. Bye. Bozza. All right, not, not too bad, a little tidy. Does that work? <laughs> I'll cut this out if it doesn't, but I'm pretty sure. Does that? Does that like wasn't what? wasn't Schoenberg the sub? So who comes who comes out? I think he who who was he subbed on for? Butts. So yeah. Butts gets up, then Schoenberg was the sub. So he can't take Schoenberg out and headless sub. Well, you just put someone else as the <laughs> no, sub. No, he said McAdam sub. <laughs> <laughs> We're confused, Bozza. Uh, but that's fine. Love it. Social media. Out of bounds, on the ball. And we will try and keep this short, sharp and shiny because this has been going on for some time now. Uh, the Crows have just dropped their gather round. Guernsey, boys, what do you think of it? Good. Yep. Uh, someone responded to a comment. Uh, one of the, the Crows responded to a comment saying that the back is all blue. 
All, all blue back. So that's good. Mm. No and, tail on the back. Uh, but to, just to let everyone know, it's already sold out online. So. Oh, oh shit. my God. I was, just, I was literally. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was no. just about to buy one with my discount. I can't find the email with my discount. Yeah, it's all, it says it's all sold out. Oh, Looks good God. at this moment. I wouldn't, I, like, I like it, but I wouldn't buy one. Oh, I think I'm going to buy one. I like it. Well, it's sold out, so you can't. Oh, no, I'll go, I, might go, I might have to go to Chromania. <laughs> oh, yeah, head down. I'll, I'll go see Lockie tomorrow. Ben, this what do you reckon? Seems all right. It's a Guernsey. <laughs> The Frio one also, sorry to derail it, but the Frio one looks impeccable. The yeah, dark does purple. Oh. Um, yeah. Our um, GWS, uh, Nuff, Alex, had mm. a lot to say about that on social media. Mm. Thinks it's a complete ripoff of the GWS uh, training Guernsey. I which love it the is. GWS It's Guernsey so good. The, the dark charcoal. Yeah. yeah. It's like the um, a few years ago the Carlton had the blue out, so it was the blue sea. Mm. And it, it's a similar thing. It's yeah. just... Yeah, make it really well. compulsory for gathering. Simple is good. We love it. Yeah. Amen. Okay, Marsha says, love the positivity, but let's temper our expectations with reality and accept that not every team can win every week. Uh, is that your burner account, Sam? <laughs> no, Marsha <but> <laughs> is correct. Uh, Nath says, surely dog act number one is no music after Gallant's first goal. Yeah. No John Cena, I want a refund. Good on you, Nath. We did get to hear it, um, though, at some point, didn't we? We did. Seriously, that was probably the best four-quarter performance we've had since we played Geelong in 2021. I have a strange feeling of confidence that I haven't felt in six years. It does feel weird, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, Razor. He says, it wouldn't be booking grand final flights just yet, but it's nice to have those thoughts once again. Holding steady at eighth in the fantasy comp. Woohoo. Crows by 15 and most certainly the dog out has to go to any form of racial abuse. Love the show. Yes, Absolutely. We agree with you there, Razor. Didn't want to bring that up tonight because I think it's had enough airtime, but obviously we completely condemn any comments made to Isaac Rankin and support him 100%. I thought you were mentioning fantasy you didn't want to bring up I'm tonight. condemning that also. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, I think we have to acknowledge where Dan is sitting still. Yeah, we do. A big round of applause for Dan who has cracked the 600, top 600 sitting of fantasy. Five, 577 and oh, going strong. Yeah. And With a team a, he didn't care about. I need to <laughs> slip under the radar because as soon as it gets brought up, I'm going to blow he, out. And, he's still, <laughs> and he doesn't have Doherty either, so he, do, he mm. dodges that bullet as well. Yeah. I do have Will Day though, so don't dodge that one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, geez, his his first bullet. <laughs> 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 we also had one from Benjamin who said, good to actually have some selection headaches. Good players to come back in, but players in the team playing well. I'll be curious to see what happens there. Us yeah. too. What you got on Instagram, Sam? D- Diga says, my partner Paula barracks for the Blues, all living on a knife edge in our household this week. She does. And it's actually funny because we had a family uh, get together on Sunday where Paula had to reveal her status as a Blues supporter and oh. uh, I have since disowned her yeah, as family. Um, but in, my stepdad is actually also, in fact, a, a Carlton man. Oh. He is a Crows member and his first team is Carlton. So he's very confused as to what to do. Yeah. I think he's going to wear um, two scarves and uh, get all the uh, dead eye glares from yeah. the Crows supporters. Yeah, that's not all. If he just buys our new Guernsey, it looks fairly similar to Carlton. Well, that's true, but unfortunately it sold out, Ben. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what he's going to do about yeah, that. Yeah, so we're going to have to wear the bright white then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Digger go, also says go the, uh, that nice light blue that you wore years ago. For oh, yeah. I would love for us to bring it back for a round. I think the uh, M&M one wasn't that M&M's thing. Yeah. There's, there's a great story with Andy Lee, which I don't have time for, but 
They need to bring the light blue back. Google it. <laughs> uh, Digger also says right now the pressure on selection is driving high performance, McHenry, etc. Yep. Uh, Daniel Altman, piss take dog axe, port winning and Michael Walters flopping constantly. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> we, Not bad. Well, yeah, we don't have any more time for some uh, dog axes tonight because we're already pushing the boundaries. Unfortunately. Is that it for social media? That is it. Oh, my God. Let's oh. talk about the beer. Have you oh, got actually, anything else? We did have a couple of Armfield suggestions. Oh, yeah? Nate, Nate said Lockie O'Brien if he plays. And, yep. J- and Jetty said McGovern. I would agree <laughs> yeah. with McGovern. McGovern and Lockie O'Brien were the first two that came to mind. Brackets, yeah. you calm down. Because <laughs> everyone's going to be screaming brackets at you. Yes. That's what will happen. Elevens uh, are too close together in football anyway, so he's at least trying to buck that trend a little he, bit. By, that's it, yeah. yeah. By being bigger. By being bigger. <laughs> by pushing them out a little bit. Oh, dear. All right, love it. Uh, Goodison Brewery India Red Ale, what do we think? Yeah, it disappeared good. a long time ago. It's been yeah. a long pod, but um, yeah, it was good. Really enjoyed it. Pretty tasty. Thanks, nice. Ben. Yeah, well done, Ben. Good job. Nice drop from Strath. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your four beers with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not all four beers at once, but the, <laughs> the ration, the, the Carlton supporter. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this has been an absolutely huge episode of Here We Crew. We can't wait for Gather Round to start. Hopefully, we'll see you around town and we will be at the game Thursday night. So, if you see us, come say good day, uh, get some comments, and we might play them on the pod next week. I want to give a big thank you to Tom Duday for coming on and chatting to us, and also our Carlton Nuff number one. Dave Hughes, massive thank you to Hughesy. Mm. Another massive thanks to Carlton Nuff number two, our original Carlton Nuff. Jason Morrison, thanks for coming in, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's thanks. hard to uh, follow Dave Hughes, whether on a <laughs> podcast or on a live stage. And uh, he's summed up my thoughts pretty accurately. We disagree on some things, but I agree with nearly everything he said regarding being a Carlton supporter. You can't, you can't tear him apart. Thank uh, Thanks, boys. Uh, see you Thursday. Thanks, Looking Lauren. forward to it. See yeah. you there. We're going to have some fruit tangles. i got fruit tangles in there. Uh, tangles? The now. Fruit, oh, the yeah, Bilsons. Those, those Bilsons. They're Fuck yeah. yeah. I haven't they're tried it. one yet. I, I saw Cream today from Project. It's, he said he's uh, going to be sinking them down there on Thursday. So. Oh, jeez. He's going to be giddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an inter- interesting episode of Project next <laughs> yeah, week. <that's> right. <laughs> yeah, some Vietnamese for tea. I think Sunta's opened yeah, up Sunta's there as well. Sunta's there too. So, yeah. oh, Adelaide, yeah. we're turning it up. Yep. Thanks once again for joining us on Here We Crow. We'll be back next week, of course, hopefully talking about a win. Fingers crossed. See you later. I'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, see you, Ben. Have a good uh, time off. (laughs) Have a little week break. Um, Off to KI. I don't know if anyone else is Oh, are you going to KI? Yeah. Wow. Never been there. Oh, no. <laughs> you might you might meet the king of KI while you're there. Yeah. Or there's a statue, I think, of Dan. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, nice. I'm not going to be there. It's anyway. a bronze, bronze statue. <laughs> Have a great time. Ben, uh, we'll be Thank back you. next week with maybe a special host. Who knows? Maybe. Who maybe. knows? We don't know. No, we don't we know actually you know. don't know. If you want to <laughs> come in and host with us, let us know. <laughs> right. See you, bye. See you. Get this